It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hook em up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Yes, ma'am, you had better wake them up, look up to the morning sky, and see a bright full moon, or dang near a full moon this morning, as we get you rolling on this Wednesday, drag you up over the hump and into another tremendous sports weekend. The final weekend of the month of September is a doozy, a lot going on. May your regular season of Major League Baseball will wrap up. It's going to come down to the wire with the American League West tightening it up even further last night. Obviously, another big weekend of the NFL and college football, including the Longhorns. Opening a critical stretch of their season on this uh, Wednesday, which is also National No Excuses Day. National No Excuses Day, uh, which is appropriate. Uh, there will be no excuses. Well, we've talked all summer into the fall now of uh, all gas, no excuses for the Texas Longhorns. They've got uh, right where they want to be, 4-0, two ranked opponents over the next two weeks that really will define their season into their bye week that follows the Oklahoma game. Uh, we will certainly get you there. So a lot to do. Appreciate you being there. Five hours, five days a week here on Austin's only local morning sports conversation. We crank it out each and every day. We appreciate you being there wherever you find us. Maybe it's on uh, 101.9 FM. Could be AM 1260. Of course, digitally, growing like crazy there with the uh, digital streaming numbers. Thank you so much for uh, downloading that Horn app. To your smartphone, listening to us with a touch of a button, digitally and crystal clear, wherever you are, not just in Austin or Central Texas or Texas, but all over the world, you can listen to this radio program and all the radio shows here on Horn. So thank you for doing that. Also at our website, you can listen or watch on our Twitch channel there at hornfm.com and certainly on our YouTube channel as well, which is ever-growing at the Horn Austin on YouTube. So uh, Wednesday begins, and once again, Rod Babers will be out. Actually, Rod's going to be out the rest of the week. His lovely wife Mel had a baby on uh, Tuesday, Tuesday evening, 6 pounds, 8 ounces. We told you yesterday, still have not heard a name. I think they're still in the deciding and decision-making process as far as the name of the uh, bundle of joy. Uh, But Rod will be out until he's going to rejoin me for the pregame. For Texas-Kansas from the uh, Mockingbird Saloon on Saturday, he's going to be out the rest of the week, which is absolutely appropriate. Spend time with his wife and his new baby. We will man the ship here and uh, rise and grind with you, rise and thrive with you each and every day. Uh, Nick Shuley will be in the house coming up later, starting in the 7 o'clock hour, our man from the Austin Music Movement and the uh, Clark Field Collective and the NIL, also the uh, president of the Live Music Movement. He'll be up in here with us on his birthday, which is pretty cool. Ty Henderson is through the glass. He's here as well. Ty, you said you uh, stepped in some dog poo this morning walking into the uh, building. I'm not sure. I, I just walk on the sidewalk. I don't know why you're walking through the uh, the wooded area here at our station. Yeah, I had an eventful morning. I couldn't find my wallet for about 10 minutes later. So I left my house about 10, 10 minutes later than I usually do. And then <laughs> I spent about five minutes outside after, I yes, I did step in some dog poo. Nice. And it and then, so now I'm just shoeless. Shoeless Ty was, Henderson. Uh, shoeless Joe it's, Jackson. It's going to take a hose. Or something like that. Oh, you stepped in a good one. Yes. 
It was fresh. Well, I know a lot of folks from the neighborhood here. Lost Creek is here in West Austin right behind us. A lot of people take their dogs on walks and come up here through our parking lot, especially when it's empty in the evenings and whatnot after it cools off. Uh, so, yes, that can happen. Uh, sorry you didn't start to hear that's a rough way to start your uh, your Wednesday. But you know what? It's National No Excuses Day. So no excuses. You're going to rise and grind, and we're going to make this thing happen and uh, talk a lot of college football, pro football, the baseball. Uh, we'll get all of it for you. do want to thank all those that serve, as we do each and every morning to start the show, uh, those who get up and rise and grind with us and uh, use us as uh, you know entertainment as they get this thing going. And we appreciate you doing that. Uh, each and every morning and getting up and serving, whether you're a teacher or an administrator, obviously first responders, everything all the way to the military. Thank you so much. There's a lot of ways to serve your community, and we thank those that do and choose to do so. Thank you very, very much as we start this Wednesday morning. It is uh, uh, 27 September and a lot to dive on to this morning. Let's start with the headlines, get you caught up. I always like to have it uh, everything top of mind for you as you get up and out to start your day. Top, top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring it to you. We start with Texas football. Excitement building now for next week's Red River Showdown at the Cotton Bowl. Both third-ranked Texas, 14th-ranked Oklahoma, off to 4-0 starts. And growing anticipation and hoopla around the rivals' final ever meeting as members of the Big 12 and what it could mean big picture. Earlier this week, however, had Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian adamant and confident that this week's game with 24th-ranked Kansas will not be taken lightly. I think this is a top 25 matchup of two undefeated teams, uh, both very good. We're playing for first place. Right, and and our goal is to is to you know get to Arlington in December to compete for a Big 12 championship game, and this game is going to matter a lot in if we have that opportunity or not. And so this game has got our undivided attention. Our focus is on the next mission. There you go. Uh, the next mission is 2:30 Saturday. The Kansas Jayhawks coming to DKR. Of course, our pregame coverage goes live at noon from the Mockingbird Saloon on Guadalupe, right there between 26 and 27. Little Texas basketball. On this Wednesday, yesterday, the Big 12 Conference released the schedule for all 14 teams for the upcoming 2022-2024 or 23 season, uh, 23-24 season. In addition to four new schools, of course, the Big 12 will no longer feature that double round robin schedule. Longhorns will play five opponents twice, home and away, eight opponents just one time. That's the 18-team league schedule. Big 12 play opens on for Texas on January 6th at home against Texas Tech, concludes at the Moody Center on March 9th against Oklahoma. Texas plays three big Monday games on ESPN, hosting Houston on January 29th, at home to K-State on February 19th, and Baylor at Waco on March 4th. Texas will tip off their season with the Orange-White scrimmage October 17th. First game will be Incarnate Word November 7th. Baseball, Round Rock Express fell to Oklahoma City last night in Game 1 of the Pacific Coast League Championship Series at Bricktown Ballpark. That's right, it's best of three series for the title. Uh, Round Rock drops the first, so they'll look to avoid a Elimination tonight and uh, force a deciding game three. That'll be set for 7.05. Major League Baseball, not a good night for the Texas two out west. Both the first place Rangers, second place Astros went down, further tightening that AL West race uh, out in Anaheim. Texas had its six game win streak snap, 9 3 loss to the Halos. They also lost all star Corey Seeger. He was hit by a pitch in his right forearm. Uh, X rays, fortunately, were negative. So it's called a, being called an arm contusion by uh, manager Bruce Bochy. We'll see if he can play tonight. In Seattle, Mariners took down the Astros 6 2. Mariners right-hander George Kirby escaped a bases loaded jam early, then went on to throw six shutout innings. Ems took advantage of three Houston errors there. Rangers' magic number to clinch the division down to three now. Their lead over Houston remains two and a half games. Astros just a half game in front of Seattle. Rubber games in both series coming up tonight. Sad news from baseball yesterday were that Baltimore Orioles third baseman Brooks Robinson passed away at the age of 86. Known as the human vacuum cleaner, his incredible defensive ability at the hot corner. Robinson was an 18-time All-Star, 17 times won a gold glove, was the AL MVP in 1964. 
Corn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. The heat's made us crazy. Get up to $100 off select steel backpack blowers and employee pricing on all zero-turn mowers in stock this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. All right, we'll get into that baseball. We'll get into uh, Ty's pick of the night. The, the What's Poppin' Sex Panther pick was pretty good. You had the under. The Astros Mariners under 8.5. It was a 6-2 game, so you won it by a by an eyelash. It's win okay. to win. Back on the win streak. That's You had 8.5, right? Total runs. You yes. took the total under. And it went to eight. That Vegas, man, they know what they're doing when they set those lines. I'll tell you that. Uh, Astros, charity made it a little closer than you needed to with those errors, balls in the dugout. Uh, Astros were sloppy last night for sure, and they couldn't hit George Kirby, which has been typical for, for them this year. Uh, we'll get into that coming up. Also, uh, more on the Lawhorns. The uh, NFL gets going tomorrow night with a real good football game, which we'll talk about. But uh, if you've been hearing the promo running on the station, we are having a text line transition, phone number transition. Is that right, Ty? You've been a part of this with our uh, digital team and marketing and folks. So our text line, and I'm checking right now because they both still work. Yes. You can text us at 337-3776, but soon enough that's not going to be able to happen. We won't hear from you. The text line number is going to be 447-3776, correct? Which yes, is our call-in number. The same as the Vaqueros hotline. Yeah, so if you were calling our station, that's what. But now there used to be one numbered separator. Now it's not going to be. I don't know why that is. I won't try to explain. It doesn't matter. It's just one of those things. If you're used to texting us at four four seven three seven seven six, we appreciate all the contributions here on the show and uh, here on Hook 'Em Up uh, that we get from you folks. Uh, your voice being heard and uh, great stuff. Uh, we'll just take it at four four seven. Yes, yeah, so this, this will give us an opportunity to run some contests through the text line and stuff like that. So yeah, that was the goal. We want to be more fun, fun stuff for y'all. Yeah, we don't. We, you know, by the way, we do have plans here in the fall to initiate some type of. Uh, um, we don't take a lot of calls, right? We don't do. Call, it's not a call-in show, which some people do call-in shows, which is great. Um, but we do want you to be a part of. We're going to initiate some some voicemail way to, where you can have your voice heard and uh, pick out just like we would pick out the best text messages. We'll pick out the best voicemails and uh, use them as conversation starters and answer questions and get your voice involved. We're going to do that with this new system we're we're adding. Uh, but so you know, if you're used to texting three three seven just and you have it on uh, uh, you know in your contacts or however you do it, just change the one number to four and you'll be good. Uh, but we're going to keep them both for a little bit here just to make sure there's a transition. We want to hear from you. Uh, but uh, just be wise. You'll be here in the promo. So four four seven three seven seven six. Right, Ty? I got that right? Yes, correct. Okay. It's, way, it's easier now. Just one number. It says, hey, where's Rod at? His wife had the baby, not him. My ass would be at work the next day, then back to the hospital. They don't make men like they used to. Rod's a, listen, Rod is a father for the first time, and uh, they, aren't, they aren't even out of the hospital yet. I got a t- message from Rod last night. They're still uh, admitted. They'll be leaving today, which is uh, Wednesday, and uh, I know her family is coming from uh, – you know, I think Idaho, where she grew up and where her parents live by the end of the week, which, you know, Rod's going to be there with her next couple of days, which is perfectly fine. First child, uh, no issue. It's uh, take as much time as you need to uh, to be with your wife and your beautiful baby. So Rod will be back at the end of the week. We may check in with Rod. We might bug him on his phone line uh, coming up uh, here later in the week. But uh, Nick Shuley will be in. We'll have great guest hosts as we move forward. Going to have great guests and get you ready for the week. We'll get Rod back on Saturday, which we're looking forward to. And now as the... Uh, the 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 uncertainty builds. I'm I'm just I'm eager to hear what this this name of this baby is going to be. They're really obviously grinding on it. You know, we talk about rise and grind. They're grinding on this thing. They've had nine months, or at least as far as I know, at least six months since they found out it was a girl. Beyonce Babers. I like Beyonce. I really do. I'm solid. I'm, I'm be bold. That would be bold. That like kid. It, the kid would be set up for success at that point. I think so. Well, with with, with his his DNA and I mean, yeah, Beyonce Babers, the Queen Bee. 
Come on, man. I, t- I, I don't know. Maybe we, they, we might have to send a text. I thought about texting. Uh, I sent him a text congratulating yesterday, and I, I kind of wanted to include, by, hey, by the way, the, the text line is fired up for Beyonce Babers if, if, if you haven't made a decision yet. So you're confirming that there is no name quite yet. Well, not that he shared. Not that he shared. Uh, they may we, are, have we, Rod, we talked about it last week. Rod already said that he wasn't going to be an overshare of pictures or anything. Once he well, no, for I, sure. I, I, I'm assuming nothing's changed. No, point. no, and I'm, I'm not. I'm that way too. I don't put a lot of stuff out. Now, now my kids are older now, so we had a wedding last year. You're not doing Facebook updates for every little no, event. No, I'm, no. <laughs> my mom used to be like that when I was. <laughs> no, little. no, 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 no. Uh, and I, you know, our kids were born late '90s into two, early 2000s, and they're all grown adults now. Uh, so that was before the downfall of society, social media. So we didn't have that. Uh, we actually just took pictures of things and my wife, photo scrapbooks kind of thing. Yeah, we didn't have we didn't have that. Love a good old scrapbook. But then my kids grew up through the social media age. So my daughter is huge with the Instagram. She's a big on the gram, her pictures and whatnot. Uh, son's not as much. Son's not as much. They're kind of like their dear old dad who doesn't put a lot out there. But uh, we're here for you every single morning. We look forward to Rod's return, and uh, we will we will get you there, getting you getting you ready. Uh, as for the top stories, we heard Sark. We'll hear more from Sark coming up. Uh, I I I'm actually I believe him that this is not a trap game. I do not think Texas is looking past Kansas. I don't think you can. As, as Sark said, you just got to turn on the film and watch them play. They're very good. Um, you know this is this is a game with Kansas. This might be one of the few games. The Longhorns play where there, there's a team on the other side that has a quarterback that's that's better than Texas has, that it has an offense that's as or more as dynamic as the Longhorns. I mean, they can really move the football. And Lance Leipold has done a tremendous job building this Kansas team. Jalen Daniels is a heck of a quarterback. Uh, he's a dual threat player who can beat you with his uh, with his arm and his legs. You know, Texas. You know, last two weeks against Wyoming and Baylor, a couple of uh, you know a 21 point win and then a 30 point win plus. You know, you were playing backup quarterbacks. Um, that's the you know Wyoming started their backup quarterback. Um, you know, even even Alabama with Jalen Milrow. Um, you know, he, they're still not really sure how to use Jalen, and he's really not there. So Texas had that advantage in the Alabama game. Uh, this would be the first game, you know, really since Rice with JT Daniels, and this is this is the best quarterback they've played, is what I'm saying, uh, and the most established quarterback. Uh, the, the the team with the best offensive identity. They know exactly what they are, what they want to do. Uh, this will be a fun test for the Texas defense, who's been outstanding this year. Outside of a few explosive plays, uh, this defense on a yards-per-play basis, on a drive-by-drive basis, has just been outstanding. Uh, the defensive front seven has, has been as good as any in college football, with Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy up front, and Baron Sorrells, Jalen Ford, the Reese's Senior Bowl National Defensive Player of the Week last week. I mean, they are outstanding. And the secondary, they just rotate a lot of players. You realize the only player on the Texas defense, tie who has played more than 75% of the snaps this year, is Jalen Ford. There's not one other player who's played more than 75% of the snaps. He's the one guy that really stays on the field all the time. We talked about during the summer, you know, all the speculation and talking season, you know, the one player the Longhorns could ill afford to, to lose was Jalen Ford, and that's why he is the epicenter of their defense. He's the heartbeat. But outside, around him, they rotate a lot of people. Defensive line, you know the the linebacker spot next to Anthony uh, next to him could be Anthony Hill, it could be David Benda, and then they could go nickel, then they go dime. I mean, there's a lot of different formations, and we know in the secondary uh, they're all over the place. You don't know who's going to be on the field from series to series defensively, and it'll be interesting to see against this Kansas team that can really you know threaten you in a lot of ways with this offense. Uh, how that rotation, or if that rotation thins out, uh, if it becomes kind of a more because the next two weeks. 
will define your season. As I say, that's not hyperbole. I mean, you're playing the only other two ranked teams. There'll be big games down the road, but you wrap up your you know, the, the Longhorn season is really divided into six game stretches. Six games into your bye week, six more games to go, and the two games into the bye week. I mean, you're four zero after the first four. Now you've got an undefeated Kansas team who's ranked and, and playing well, coming off a nice win over BYU, and now you, then you've got Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl. You get through those, you get to, to your bye week at six and zero with a couple of with three wins over three ranked teams in your first six games. Uh, obviously, Bama was a ranked team and is a ranked team. Kansas and Oklahoma, you will absolutely put yourself into the conversation for the for the college football playoff. I mean, you're right in that conversation, and rightfully so. You've earned that. Uh, but you got to do it this next two weeks. I mean, I don't think you're. I don't think Texas earns that conversation on a national basis until they they take care of business here at home and then at the Cotton Bowl. They do. They'll be right there. You know, up there with with the Georgias. Um, you know, whoever survives this, you at this uh, Pac-12 gauntlet, if anybody can. Obviously, Michigan, that, the round robin there in the Big Ten, uh, Longhorns will be sitting right there in the middle of that whole fray. Well, have you seen the ESPN uh, playoff predictor chances? ESPN playoff predictor chances. I like, like playoff the, percent, predi- the percentages. Yeah, I have not, but you can tell me about it. Texas has the highest chance of every any team in the nation. To well, make I think the that's at this point forty five percent chance. I think that's good. I think that's. I don't disagree with that uh, at all. Uh, at all uh, today, because uh, uh, sitting here today, but they got it. These next two weeks will define that. Is that is that they they've earned probably that, and I think what the predictor is doing, and that's that's a computer, right? Yes. Everybody else that would be in this conversation has a lot of tough games coming. Oklahoma's, uh, I think, like number six. Well, the same too. reason. Same reason. If they if they they're going to play Iowa State this week uh, up in up in Norman, if they win that game or when they win that game, then the, whoever wins at the Cotton Bowl. Is in a great spot. I mean, they're the, the, both teams are really going to have to stumble down the stretch either way to not make the Big Twelve championship at least. Correct. Well, think about that. Whoever wins that game, if they both win this week at home, um, wins that game, actually could afford to stub their toe and, and still make the Big Twelve championship and win it at that point. Um, you would think big picture, uh, but maybe not based on the, the 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 lack of strength of this conference right now. It is the 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 dripping irony that in its. As the Big 12 plans to, to move forward and grow and add Colorado and the Four Corner schools and grow into this one of the four mega conferences, and the Pac-12 is dying in playing its last season, uh, it's having its best season historically, and the Big 12 is, is as down as it's been with only the, the three ranked teams, and Kansas just got there. And, uh, and Oklahoma still hasn't shown much. They haven't played anybody. Uh, so they're ranked and undefeated, but I still think there's a lot of skepticism or question what do you it's think the line good as for that game is going to be? I can already tell Texas. you. I can already tell it's you. It's out? Mm-hmm. The line for Oklahoma and Texas? Is it a double digit? Uh, no, it's five and a half. Really? Yes, and I would jump on that. Yes, I would as well. It's five and a half, the early line for Texas and Oklahoma, uh, according to the Vegas fellas. Or, and don't know why they're fellas. They don't have to be fellas, I guess, would be the way to say that. Uh, all right, pretty, look at the folks already learning. You guys are quick learners. The uh, new text line, 447-3776. It says, almost done with my eight-mile run this morning. Four. No excuses. 447-3776. There's a four and then a three. Yes. Uh, but just get rid of the three. Almost done with my eight-mile run. No excuses. This is testing, testing, check, check, check. Yeah, you got it. This says, uh, this week we'll see if our secondary can defend the mid- to long-range passes. A little concern. Well, look, if you're Lance Leipold and you're watching film, there's not a lot to uh, attack with Texas, not a lot of weaknesses. So you've got to find the few that are there, and that would be one. They've been susceptible to the deep ball. 
Uh, safeties in coverage have been a you know problem, whether it be you know Jaron Thompson or Michael Taft sometimes, or you know the deep ball on Ryan Watts on that boundary side. Uh, so we'll we'll, we'll you know you got to anticipate that if you're Sark uh, and and PK Kwiatkowski and the secondary coaches. Um, that's that's going to be coming. Uh, but if you can continue to control their run game, that's the one thing about a team like Kansas that's two dimensional. You have to take away dimension. You've got to take away one thing and then make them beat you with the other. Uh, and I feel pretty good about Texas shutting down or at least containing the run game with Devin Neal. They're a really good running back. Uh, but, man, this group up front, Tavondre Sweat, um, just playing to a, to an all – really, I mean, if you look at his – if you look at Tavondre Sweat's pro football focus grades, PFF, I mean, he's playing to an all-American level right now. So is Byron Murphy. Those two guys, not just all Big 12. And, I mean, I think when you have that, that triangle of your, off, of your defense with Jalen Ford, those two defensive tackles, you know, Murphy, Sweat, and Jalen Ford – I mean that's all American stuff right there, right up the middle. Those guys are as good as anybody in the in college football in the uh, the central nervous center of your defense, as Rod calls it. They can help control this run game. You got to tackle really well in this spot, but Texas has been a good tackling team this year. And then you're gonna have to force, uh, you know, Kansas to to beat you down the field with the passing game. And by the way, with their run game, you also have to contain the quarterback's legs. I mean that's a big part of this too. When you played Alabama, you were worried about Jalen Milrow's legs, but not as much his arm, and you were able to take advantage of. You know, some some bad throws, some bad reads, and force some interceptions that really helped you win that game. Jalen Daniels is a different guy. He can do both at a, at a very high level. So it's a, it's an act, absolute dual threat player in this do you, spot. Do you think this Kansas offense has the most speed of any team Texas played this year? Speed? Uh, Alabama had probably more speed. And, and Did they utilize it? Uh, no. Would the, Kansas well, probably utilizes their top ends well, exactly. better. Well, because say. they know their identity on offense. I mean, our, Alabama's still trying to figure it out, right? They're a work in progress. They've rotated three quarterbacks in already this year. They've already benched Jalen Milrow. They have a new offensive coordinator who's you know come in, but you know Nick Saban says, we're running our system. You're going to learn it. So there's, they're, they're still feeling things out at Alabama. Uh, that was pretty clear. So you know, that was advantage Texas. Uh, if you're Texas, you'd have much rather played Alabama week two than week 10, I think would be the way I'd put that. But for Kansas... You know, the, the one advantage or one of the advantages Texas has over Kansas is just overall talent and overall depth. But Kansas, it's, it's early in the season. It's the second conference game. So they still, you know, in, you know injuries are going to set in. But, boy, later in the season sometimes we've seen this Kansas team kind of wear down, take some injuries, don't have the depth that a team like Texas has to fill in those, those injuries. But they're healthy right now, and they're playing really good football. So, yes, I mean, team speed. Uh, dynamic offensive playmakers, an offensive I- that absolutely knows what its identity is. Because much like Texas, with all the coaching continuity, or it's Sark and the same staff on offense outside of a couple of spots, the whole defense has been together three years. That's been Lance Leipold. I mean, Kansas has built this team and staff together. And so these are these are two good football teams. I think Texas obviously at home and overall more talented. Uh, but you got to go, go win it on the field. This says, uh, all right, this Hook'em Horns on the new text line. This says, just checking in, Hook'em. It works for you. Thank you very much for that. This says, uh, Anthony Hill has a big game this weekend. He'll be spying Daniels all game. I like that. Um, you know, he's your fastest linebacker, one of your most athletic players. This says, uh, still waiting for my free beer, E. JK, just kidding. Well, if I see you, I'll get you a ice-cold Bud Light if that's okay. We can make that happen absolutely for sure. Uh, somebody said, send, give us the number again, 447 447- Three seven seven six five one two four four seven three seven seven six. One number different than you're on, uh, and so we're getting text on both of them this morning. That's perfectly fine. It says expect KU to attack 
the slow DB from the bunch formation. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right there on the text line, uh, the old text line. Yeah, bunch formation, which allows the you know no no jam at the line of scrimmage, free release out of that bunch near the line of, near the uh, the offensive line, and then a lot of times you can get your your primary receiver on a play on on a safety because the corners are trying to guess. Um, so and you know I was you wonder I was watching some of this Miami Dolphins film last night, Ty, with their seventy point performance. And, you know, one of the things Mike McDaniels is doing, you play defense at Westlake, Ty, so you understand this. Uh, one of the things Mike McDaniel is doing deep into his play-calling bag, which is, uh, you know, putting defenses on their heels, they'll get in that bunch formation. And then, you know, normally when you put a player in motion, you motion him across the formation, right? You bring him across the behind the line of scrimmage, and whether he's in fly motion or you're just trying to read whether they in zone or man. Well, Mike McDaniels is taking Tyree Kill, and they'll be in the bunch and he'll right before the snap he'll take off towards the sidelines, and it and and, it, and then the ball will snap and he'll take off upfield. But I mean it's completely confusing defenses because that breaks the structure of their defense because they have a read based on what they're seeing out of the bunch and everyone knows which player they're taking, and and if he goes in motion they already have a call for that. But it's it's rare we you don't see it very often where Tyreek Hill is taking off towards the sidelines. And it's just screwing everything up. They come off the line, all three receivers, and no one's really sure. It's already led to a lot of miscommunication in secondaries, including in, with Denver last week, where they gave up 70 points. Uh, even, the, even against New England, against Bill Belichick's sound defense, who they beat in Week 1 uh, with, with 24 points. It's just It creates that, that little hesitation from a, from a corner or a, or a DB, a safety, whoever it is, and all of a sudden that's the uh, – with, with people with, with speed like, like Jalen Waddell and – Tyreek Hill and what they've got going there, it's just that. And, and you know, I, I wouldn't expect Kansas to use some wrinkles like that because they know Texas is very sound on defense. So you want to break the structure and what their, what, their, what their plan is. And if you make them hesitate for just a second, obviously that can break a big play or even just get to a first down. Just trying to move chains. Uh, and that does that. Um, those, those, those defensive structure breakers will be watching that because Lance Leipold has all kinds of that misdirection, creativity. Um, you got you to deal with the, running, the quarterback's legs, the quarterback's arm, different running backs. And they'll even use two quarterbacks. This, this guy, Jason Bean, will come in sometimes, and they'll have two quarterbacks on the field. I mean, you always have to be aware. Jalen Ford's going to have a big, big game this week, and, and your, you know, your leaders on defense of making sure communication is good because this, uh, this Kansas team will threaten you a lot of those ways. All right, we're just getting warmed up. Uh, five hours, the five-hour uh, morning conversation is up and running. Uh, we'll talk more Big 12 football. We'll also get some what the facts before the end of the hour. We'll dive into this uh, AL West race, which tightened last night with the Rangers and Astros going down. How about the Milwaukee Brewers? They win their division. We'll get to all that. We've got baseball, football. College and pro, uh, all things. Plus, uh, the Longhorn basketball schedule is out. We'll peek at that as well. It's a busy Wednesday. Uh, no excuses day. National no excuses. It's no excuse. Rise and uh, thrive with us here on Hook 'em Up. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Aaron Hogan, Rod Papers. Austin, Texas, Sports, The Horn. Yeah, don't worry. Be happy. Longhorns are 
No excuses, though. I don't life even know is what, good. Life is real good, even though Ty stepped in dog poo this morning. It doesn't matter. The doesn't horns matter. are undefeated. <laughs> the horns were undefeated. Your Cowboys were undefeated. They took a hit. They took a loss, and now they got a rebound with the New England Patriots in town this week up in Arlington. That should be a fun ball game. And uh, you see where we talked a little bit about this late in the show yesterday that uh, some Cowboys coaches, including Brian Schottenheimer, their offensive coordinator, concerned that uh, the old sly – and you know, we know Bill Belichick will go to any length to get an edge, to gain an edge, including cheating, right? Cheating. But uh, one of his uh, you know, legal methods has been over the course of his Hall of Fame career, Bill Belichick, is a couple weeks or a week before they play a team, sign a player who had been with that team and try to gain some, uh, some intel. And uh, the New England Patriots last week signed a former Cowboys quarterback, Will Greer. Will Greer who played so well in the preseason, right? I mean, he had that great game, but the Cowboys traded for Trey Lance. It looked like he was going to be their third quarterback behind Cooper Rush and Dak, and uh, they went ahead and signed and cut Will Greer when they traded for Trey Lance, and he was available. And uh, obviously, New England brings him in, and you know that wouldn't be wouldn't be outside of what Bill Belichick would do to try to gain some intel defensively, learn some uh, – because everyone's trying to figure out what this new Tex Coast offense is. I think the Cowboys are still trying to figure out – what the Tex Coast offense is. Clearly, they want to control the ball, uh, be more conservative with Dak Prescott, run the football. They need to get healthy on that offensive line if they're going to do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, gain some, some, some valuable info potentially from the former quarterback who knows the system intimately here in Dallas or there in Dallas. And then cut him loose. Like, I mean, win the game or be, you know, use it for some intel and then say, see you later, Will. Thanks. He's been signed to a few teams this well, regular season so far, I think. Well, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Belichick would be the net latest, but uh, use him for what he's got. And if you're Will Greer... Maybe you can screw him over. Ooh. Subterfuge. I like it. I like it. Give him the old reverse Johnny. Double agent. Double agent. I like it. Uh, we'll see. But if you're Will Greer, you're trying to latch on. So you're probably going to be amenable That's to true. it. <laughs> you're trying to keep on the team. You don't want to get cut again. You're trying to find you know, feed your family. Speaking of families, we're waiting on uh, Rod Baber's name of this baby. Uh, he, they may have already named it. I should not say they have not. We just, I just have not heard word of a name. We're pushing for Beyonce Babers. You know, when Rod first got to Texas, and I was already on the radio, uh, and, and he, was, he was Roderick Babers. He wasn't Rod. Uh, Roderick Babers from Houston Lamar High School, the DB High. Did he go by He Roderick, went by Roderick. All of his playing career? We'll have to ask him. I know he's, I've heard him tell the story. At some point, he just became Rod. And I, he, like he didn't tell anybody to change his name. He was Roderick. Yeah, he was Roderick Babers hmm. out of uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, so we'll see um, what, what he comes up with. This is his first child's name, which will be intriguing to see. Yeah, Cowboys-Patriots this weekend. Really looking forward already to the Thursday night game um, because, I mean, that's, that's a big game. Uh, and if you haven't looked ahead on your schedule, it's the Packers hosting the Lions from Lambeau Field. And the Packers pulled off kind of a miracle on Saturday, on Sunday when they fell behind 17 nothing to the – to the Saints at home and came all the way back and won that game 18 to 17 with Jordan Love and they just, you know, there was a fourth quarter there down 17 to nothing and came all the way back and that's a huge win for them uh because you know Detroit beat Kansas City, they stole that game week 1, then they turned around and got beat by Seattle, but then they rebounded last week with a win over the Atlanta Falcons, giving the Falcons their first loss. So if you're looking at that division, Green Bay and Detroit, Minnesota and Chicago are both 0 and 3. And Chicago is a grease fire right now, going nowhere. Minnesota, you know, the fact that, you know, we talked all offseason that Minnesota was the team that made the playoffs last year that was most likely to regress, most likely to come back to earth because they won 13 games, but 11 one, one score victories. 
uh, all those fluky wins that they had, and they, you know, still trying to figure things out. That's where you're already in Minnesota hearing talk of trading Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, the Jets yesterday signed Trevor Simeon, uh, the journeyman backup. And, you know, that, that, that's not going to bowl over, you know, frustrated Jets fans who are like, man, Trevor Simeon, that's the best we can do. Uh, but they're just looking for somebody that's, that's capable because Zach Wilson, it's, you know, there are reports out of New York that, that, Ty, it's becoming a bit of a mutiny here. Because if you saw the sidelines last week, and I heard it was Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio who I was reading, he was on the sidelines for that Jets game. And he was witnessing some real player. I mean, if you saw the video of it, Garrett Wilson, the former Lake Travis Cavalier, was trying to encourage Zach Wilson, according to Ian Fitzsimmons of ESPN. But it's not what it looks like. But it didn't look like that. But what he, what Ian said, he heard it. He said he was just banging him on his shoulder pads, going, "Come on, we got this. We got this. We're still in this game." Trying to encourage him. But you know, the video showed him. Someone said that he was mad at him. Uh, but Ian says that's not the case. It was. But same time. He didn't get it done. Uh, it just and he's not getting it done. And this team, who thought they were going to have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, are now, according to the reports, kind of coming apart. Because there was one anonymous quote, which we're not big fans of anonymous quotes, but they happened that uh, some players are saying that Robert Sala has become a bit of a Zach Wilson apologist, and it's not going well with the locker room. Like they know he stinks. Uh, doesn't stink. He's a good guy. Joe Namath said. Well, then Joe Namath came out and said he's he's seen enough. Well, look, I mean, he holds the ball. I mean, the metrics, and if Rod were here, he'd give you the deep dive metrics. I can tell you that he holds the ball longer than any quarterback in pro football. The numbers are there. Uh, he, he, he holds those. So he's not seeing the field. He's not processing the field fast enough. doesn't matter if he's got a great arm or if he's athletic. Or It doesn't help that Nathaniel Hackett's his offense coordinator. It doesn't help. Well, they're not really putting him any chance for the offense to succeed. Well, look, it feels the, like they're folding Well, When I said this the part of the, the morning after, the right after Aaron Rodgers got hurt, I said that was a big part of this. Because Zach Wilson's not good anyhow, and he's learn, having to learn another new offense. Um, you know, this is a new offense. They they hired Nathaniel Hackett because they were going to bring in Aaron Rodgers and run his offense, and so now he's you know not running the same, not even running the same offense he was a year ago, uh, which he wasn't any good at. So it, it adds to the problem, and that's where you wonder. That's why I started with Minnesota with with the Vikings as they flounder now. They're zero and three. Got beat at home by the Chargers on Sunday. You know, would they consider trading Kirk Cousins, who's in the final year of his contract, and would the Jets consider doing it? And just saying, you know what, for a one-year rental, one-season rental to go get Kirk Cousins, you know, give up a pick to get him and, uh, you know, calm down our locker room. Because, look, I mean, the Jets with Kirk Cousins would actually be a pretty good team. It wouldn't be as good as Aaron Rodgers. It would, yeah. That would be... Uh... It'd be a huge upgrade from what they have. It would, it would, but and and you'd give your locker room a breath of belief that hey, okay, we're not sticking with this dude who's not good. We know, Joe Namath, Broadway Joe's telling everybody he's not good. Well, we 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 play with the guy, we see it, uh, and we want to win and at least be competitive. That game against the Cowboys was non-competitive. That game against uh, they they stole a win already over the Bills that Josh Allen gave them with all those turnovers. That, looking back at that, that's crazy if they won that game. Yeah, now. well, it was four four Josh Allen turnovers that led to and it was an overtime game that they won on a punt return. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. So you stole a win and so now your season's not over. You're one and two. Um, you wonder if the Vikings cuz look, the Vikings have season tickets they've sold if they trade Kirk Cousins, they know they're mailing it in. Uh, and and you know, head in that direction. But this is the other part of that for the Vikings. I know your fans will be mad, but guess what? This is a deep quarterback draft, right? If if you're the Vikings and you are already zero and three, and you kind of your your defense is still a big issue, 
You still don't run the ball. You traded for Cam Akers, but you know that's that's a band aid on a problem. They don't run the ball at all. Um, you know, would you consider trading your quarterback, Kirk Cousins, get something from the Jets? And listen, the, at that point, the losses will mount. But that's not a terrible thing, Ty, when you consider that this will be the draft for Caleb Williams. This will be the draft for Drake May. This will be a draft with Shador Sanders maybe in it. Um, you know, Quinn Ewers maybe in this draft. I mean, this is a really good draft uh, by all accounts for quarterbacks. All those guys out of the Pac-12 uh, that are coming forward. I mean, uh, J.J. McCarthy, the kid at Michigan's a really good-looking young player. So, you know, you, there's always the question when you trade your, for your quarterback, you know, well, what's your plan B? Well, if you're the Vikings, you can say, you know what, and sell it that, hey, you know, we're, we're planning for the future now because we weren't going to re-sign Kirk Cousins anyhow. I mean, and the only thing Kirk Cousins is going to do with, for us this year is win some games. That's going to lower our draft position. You're really buying in if you're trading, if you're the Jets trading for Kirk Cousins at this point. I, I, but I think you have to. You've already gone all in on this season with Aaron Rodgers. At least you don't have to give up the the pick that you would have, yeah. the extra pick in the Rodgers trade. I, look, if maybe I'm the, if you can trade that pick that you would have had to give up either way for for Kirk Cousins. I, look, I think the Jets would sure. absolutely be in the in the conversation for this because. They they've already kind of gone all in, and that 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 team being on hard knocks. I mean, they're they want to go win, and they know that current quarterback gives them no chance to win. And so, you know, at least you you tell your fans, and if you're Minnesota, you know, and their fans, you'd see the plan. You'd, you'd see, okay, uh, you know, we 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 made our run last year, won 13 games. We were never going to get over the hump with Kirk Cousins, and now we at least get a draft pick for him. Uh, he gets to go play for the Jets, and we can start looking to the, to the next quarterback. Um, and and again, it's a very deep quarterback draft that's coming up so and they're already 0-3 would be my point but that started with the game Thursday night which which the Bears and the Vikings if they're not going to be contenders and this game with the Lions and the uh the Packers becomes a huge game for supremacy in that division is it going to be Detroit is it Detroit's time to to take those reins or is it uh you know the Green Bay Packers still a really good team even without Aaron Rodgers, or, or you know have a winning record and could show that they're still going to be a contender in the NFC without Aaron Rodgers. So good football will start this coming uh, Thursday night, one night one night from tonight. Looking forward to that on uh, Ian Rodby. We'll take your thoughts. Appreciate the uh, folks finding the new text line. It's not too dissimilar from the previous, but uh, it is four four seven three seven seven six. That's our normal call in line. So if you used to call the Blitz all the time, that's the same number. That'll now be your text line. Um, so hit us there. We still have the old one working at 337, but uh, we're going to phase that out. So start using the new one. And we appreciate you doing that. We're getting all these testing, testing. Hello, is this there? Are you there? Is this you? It's us, yes. But uh, start moving on. And if, you, and if you're known as something on the text line, maybe identify yourself on the new one so I can add your contact information. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point, Ty. So if you normally, if you know you have a brand or a moniker, on our old text line, because all we're seeing now is your phone numbers. We do have caller ID, so be careful what you say. Um, so that's somebody said, if Texas goes into the bye week six and zero, do they also move to number one in the country? Well, I mean, they'd have a case. Um, but, you know, that's that's not unfair because if they beat, I mean, Florida State's a team right now with wins over LSU and Clemson, but Clemson's not ranked anymore. Clemson's a two and two team. Uh, if Texas wins these next two games over. You know, Oklahoma and Kansas were both undefeated. And I think, you know, Kansas has proven to me. Kansas is, you know, they beat Illinois, who's not a very good Big Ten team, but it's a Big Ten team. And I believe that game was in Champaign. And they put like 600 yards of offense up on on Brett Bielema's team. Or I'll make sure that was a, was a, was a home or road game. Also, they went uh, beat BYU. BYU went to Arkansas, beat Arkansas, came in, and Kansas beat them by 11. Um, that, that shows you that there's they're, 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 they're some substance to this Kansas team. 
uh, for sure. Uh-oh, you're about to get invaded by the monikers <laughs> that are coming in uh, of people wanting you to know their text name. So you're going to be busy clerically this morning, Ty, trying to fill those in. Hey, coming back, we'll get some what the facts. We'll make it uh, center around the AL West race because it tightened even further last night with the uh, Astros and Rangers. Really feels like this thing is coming to the last game, the last day, Sunday, for who's going to be in. Because if you haven't been paying attention, the Toronto Blue Jays have won seven of their last ten. They have moved ahead a game and a half in the second AL wildcard spot behind Tampa, which means one of these three teams, Houston, Seattle, or Texas, is likely to be out, not make it. Texas already, already they're already in. In the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But either, te- either Seattle or Houston is going to be it's either out. in or out. Tonight's um, game is huge. Tonight's game couldn't be bigger. And Framber Valdez will be on the mound. We'll get you some what the facts around that. Coming back on the other side, Nick Shuley will join us in our next hour. And we're uh, having some fun with you on a Wednesday here on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook'em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Yeah, the birthday boy will join us coming up in our next hour and ride forward. Uh, our man Nick Shuley, good buddy from uh, the Austin Music Movement, the NIL. Uh, we're also going to talk to Jerry Hamilton next hour. G will jump in. The uh, senior recruiting experts there at Inside Texas on three sports. Uh, talk about that big big uh, commitment from the uh, best tackle prospect in the country on Sunday and what's to come for the Longhorns. It'll be another big home game, big, big home recruiting weekend. So we'll talk to Jerry, of course, also uh, on the Texas-Kansas matchup. As he sees it, Nick Shuley will be here. But it's time for What the Facts at, uh, five, at 6.50. Uh, some facts from around the sports world, including uh, we always like to bring you an off-the-nose fact, Ty. Did you know this is a fact? You know Jim Jones, the cult leader who killed over 900 people? Mm-hmm. Uh, with with Kool Aid, this and, is under uh, the category of an island, right? Yes. What did you say? It was often an island. Right? Yeah, he was a cult leader, like uh, David Koresh, right? People, and this is from the uh, be, be careful who you follow and who you believe is. You know, before he did that, he worked as a door to door pet monkey salesman in Indiana. I was aware of that. I'm a big fan of of documentaries. Door to door pet monkey salesman. It's a good fact. To becoming a cult leader. Okay, that's in uh, line right there, though. I mean. <laughs> Seems like a little crazy. So you're knocking on doors selling pet monkeys. How does that spiel go? I uh, knew I had a friend growing up that had a pet monkey. Did he buy it from a door-to-door salesperson? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I've heard of like I never inquired. And, uh, vacuum cleaners, dictionaries, and encyclopedias and things like that. Uh, also, this is a fact. I know people are tired of the Taylor Swift mania, but get used to it. It is a fact now. Since Taylor Swift showed up at that Chiefs-Bears game, that Bears game became the most watched game. It was a blowout, 41-3, but it was the most watched game of the week. Over tw- almost 25 million people tuned in, and it was the number one uh, you know, watched event for women ages 12 to 49 because Taylor Swift was in the building. Crazy. 400% spike in Travis Kelsey jersey sales since that game. Travis Kelsey's podcast now ranks number one on Apple. They've had, Travis Kelsey's added nearly 400,000 Instagram followers. The most watched NFL game and the most watched college football game of the weekend were both blowouts. Both blowouts because Dion and then That's Taylor crazy. Swift. The Dion and Taylor Swift effect. Yes, yeah, 63% jump in female viewers for that game, ages 18 to 49. The Swifties. Can I we hear this piece of audio? So this was Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey on that number one Apple podcast that they do that has just blown up. It's been blowing up, but uh, Taylor Swift just took it over the top. 
We've been avoiding this subject out of uh, respect for your personal life. Now we got to talk about it. Yeah, my personal life, that's not so personal. Yeah, well. <laughs> I did this to myself, Jason. I know this. Well, Trav, um, how's it feel that uh, Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? <laughs> That's funny. Put you on the map. Yeah. And I like that Travis Kelsey said, I did this to myself. And I, this was Rod and I were debating this when there was the rumor, even when Travis Kelsey, you know, on that same podcast, first revealed that he wanted to give uh, Taylor Swift a bracelet at her concert with his number on it and do a friendship bracelet. And he was going to take his shot. And even then, Rod and I debated. And I said, man, there's no way I'd want a part of that zaniness. I mean, you, that, there, there is no personal life at that point. When you start hooking up with Taylor Swift, um, you take on a mob scene and I like that he said that. I've brought this on myself, but a lot of people, including Nick Shuley, who'll be here next hour, believe it's all choreographed anyhow by the PR firms and marketing, and it may be. We'll see. Good luck to that happy couple or whatever they are at this point. All right, on the baseball, might not be very happy for the Houston Astros. Big loss last night. They made three errors, and they lost to the Mariners 6-2. to two. And I told you yesterday, Ty, before we left, that that guy George Kirby, the big right-hander, has been great against the Astros this year. He's their, he's their ace. And um, the Astros had him on the ropes early, loaded the bases, had a chance to could put a, put a crooked, in, crooked inning on the board, and Yiner Diaz uh, couldn't get it done. And he pitched out of that and then went on to pitch you know, a shutout, six shutout innings at the Astros, and then the Astros kicked it around, and they end up losing 6-2. to two. And here's how it stands now. Houston's just a half game up on the Mariners, um, and the Astros only have four games left. The Rangers have clinched a playoff berth, uh, so they're in by virtue of their, I mean, give the Rangers huge credit. They went on that six-game win streak that was snapped last night, but that six-game streak locked them in. And now whatever happens, they're going to be in the playoffs. Astros are not that lucky because they couldn't handle the stinking Royals for three games down at Minute Maid Park. That series where they got swept by the last place Royals uh, will will loom as the reason the Astros don't make the playoffs if they don't. And here's the deal, Ty. They've got this game tonight with Framber Valdez on the mound. It is a must-win game. They need to win this game, obviously. Then they're off on Thursday. And then they play Arizona this weekend. And, you know, in that interleague series... And for the Astros, you know, that, that's not like Arizona's right in the thick of the wild card race in the National League. Uh, so, I mean, you're, the Astros are leaving themselves very thin here, uh, to say the least. And say, so is Seattle because they haven't played well either. But the Astros' last three games after their off day Thursday, which is tomorrow, will be three games at Chase Field in Phoenix. And the Arizona Diamondbacks right now hold down the second wild card spot in the National League, and they're trying to hold on to it. So that will be those will be formidable games. Now we know the Astros have been better, much better on the road this year than at home. But um, give the the Texas Rangers huge props. They they hit the accelerator when the Astros floundered, and it may drop the Astros out. Because look, I mean, if if the, if the Mariners were to win tonight and the Rangers win, the Astros, I think the, the Rangers' magic number to clinch the division would be down to uh, to one. No, it would be down to two. Yeah, it was four it be, yesterday. It's down to three. The magic number is down to three. It, whatever happens tonight, if the Rangers win, their magic number will drop to – no, I think if the Astros lose to the Mariners, the magic number will drop, I don't know, one or two. Either way. They have the tiebreaker over the Mariners. So. Here's what I'm saying. Tonight's the biggest <laughs> game of the year. Tonight's the biggest game of the year. Because the point is, the Astros – I mean, the, the, the Rangers could clinch the division early on in that Mariners series. And then all of a sudden, the Mariners are out. And so they're not going. The Astros aren't going to get any help from the Mariners, uh, which they would need. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, the Rangers, Rangers would be clinched. Is there a chance that only the Rangers make the playoffs out of all three teams? No, no, no. no. It's going to be Tampa, Seattle, or Houston. Okay. At this point, Rangers are in, if that makes sense. But yes. point is, Houston needs to win tonight with their ace on the mound, Framber Valdez. 
Uh, then they go to Arizona for three. But uh, biggest game of the year is tonight for Houston. That's a fact. We'll be back. Hook them up with Ian Rodby.